Welcome to Pod Awful, a podcast for the After Work Football League on the Xbox Series X and Series S. Today marks the debut episode of the Pod Awful series for the Madden NFL 22 cycle. I'm all alone in this episode as I give you a little bit of a preview of what the 22 cycle will bring for the After Work Football League, as well as recap some of the early happenings of the league so far. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the first show, and as always... Luda! Man, get out my way and watch out as I come. Busting in your line, cracking helmets in. I bring the pain, so what you gon' do? Stand there and just get shook out your So clean out your locker, I'm out to get ya. Cause I just popped you. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yes, that is JFace907 blessing you with his not so great singing talent. This is Pod Awful. This is Madden NFL 22. We are here. Season one is underway. About three weeks in. Technically, you'd say about two and a half because we're about halfway through week three upon the recording of this. And man, already loving this cycle. This is the first year we have gone dedicated next gen. And I actually played next gen Madden last year a little bit. And so I. Would like to say I had a little bit of leg up on the competition, but my record sure wouldn't show it. Going into 0-3 oh right now. Ugh. But in this episode, the debut episode of Pod Awful for this cycle, I will recap a little bit of what's going on in the league so far, preview what's to come, and just kind of give you my overall takes on the game itself this year. Um, I am flying solo this episode, uh, hoping to have some guests on later on down the road. But for now, just your boy JFace907 here. So let's get right into it. So Madden NFL 22. I like it. I got to say, I mean, there's still some things on the field that leave a little bit to be desired. For example, home field advantage. That mofo just goes like off the jump, like first big play. You're behind that. You're either putting yourself way out in front or behind the eight ball right away. And it is a crawl to get it back to where, you know, it's not at a disadvantage or, you know, too heavy of an advantage for you. Luckily, none of the quote unquote abilities are too game changing. I mean, there's a couple out there that certainly suck. Uh, the one where you can see, uh, what is it, the primary route route runner in a play's actual route. That seems a little imbalanced. Um, I'll admit I'm a guy with a short memory, so I don't know where all my, or what button assignment all my guys have. So when I lose that, that definitely sucks for me and anybody who's got, you know, crappy memory like I do. But all in all, I'm having fun with it. You know, it's, it's a new feature, something that, well... <laughs> It's a new old feature. The NCAA franchise had that back in the day. Not quite to the ability level that this one uh, do, this game does, but still, I, I'm enjoying the fact that it's something different, something that puts a little bit of emphasis on the atmosphere of what you see on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. But yeah, so other than that, we the biggest thing that, like, I don't play Ultimate Team, I don't play Knockout, all that stuff. I play CFM, that's me. I'm dedicated franchise mode kind of guy. So the new UI, the, the interface is really nice. I do like that. couple things still kind of confuse me. Like, honestly, my depth chart, where to get that, still having struggles with. But I do love the new game planning. Um, really looking forward to the scouting when it drops. Latest we heard was about mid-October. Obviously, of course, I wanted it to be there on release day, but you get what you get, as a wise man once said. 
But yeah, all in all, I'm super happy with what Madden has done right now. Granted, I have a very low bar for this game, so really just any kind of improvement is good for me. I just... This is, this is a good foundation to build upon for EA Sports, and I'm looking forward to what's to come in cycles beyond. But we're in the 22 cycle, so let's focus on that. Let's focus on the after-work football league in the 22 cycle. I want to say like 90% of our user base is back this season, minimal turnover. So, you know, I've preached about this before, and I'm going to brag about it again. This is a great group of dudes. If you're not already on our wait list, get on our wait list because this is a wonderful group of dudes, stable group of dudes, and you know, we've been able to crank out a consistent user base year after year, and the waiting list is there with quality guys on top of that just waiting to get in. But still, don't let that de don't let the wait deter you. Jump on in, hang out with us, chill out with us. It's going to be a good time. Why is it going to be a good time? I can't believe I've taken almost five minutes of airtime to not say this, but debuting tonight. So we are recording this on September 21st, 2021 on a Tuesday. Got the club going up on a Tuesday, but debuting tonight is an awful night of football. Now, what on earth could that even mean? Well, of course, After Work Football League acronym is awful. We, the podcast is called Pod Awful. So an awful night of football. What we're doing is I will be calling play-by-play -play action and have myself a broadcast partner in Charter 04, and we are going to essentially stream someone else's game. Well, of course, we're going we're gonna to stream their stream and going to do play-by-play -play over it. I'll be your lead play-by-play -play guy with Charter giving all the analysis and everything. Um, we're going to kind of do it Peyton and Eli style a little bit to where we're actually going to have guests come on during the show. So we're hoping to really make some fun out of this. Just basically just bring content to the league and, you know, promote having a good time. And that's ultimately what an awful night of football is going to be. We're going to be doing this every single Tuesday uh, from now until cycle completion. So really hoping to have a good time with this. Um, if there's ever a situation where I can't make it or Charter can't make it, we'd love to have someone step up and fill in for us. You know, if you if you're familiar with OBS Studio, if you're familiar familiar with uh, you know audio and video work, you know, let me know uh, in case we need we need backups. Of course, Charter doesn't have to do any of that right now, just because I'm taking all of it on. But I'm always willing to teach. I love to teach. So again, just laying it out there in case anybody ever wants to be the backup quarterback, so to speak. But let's get right back into the how the league is going so far. Currently, we only have. I'm pulling up the pulling up the research here now. Five undefeated teams, maybe six. Let's see. We've got the Broncos. We got the Steelers. We've got the Buccaneers. We got the Niners. We got the Seahawks. Yeah, five. Five undefeated teams. Now, the thing that jumps right off the page right away. So, okay, let me back it up. I'm gonna say the team name and. Any outsider is going to be like, what? That, that's defending Super Bowl champs. But the user behind it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being undefeated with Ace being behind the helm, that is a total shock. Don't get me wrong. Love Ace. Been playing with him for years. But uh, doing undefeated type stuff, even if it's just 2-0 and or 3-0, that's, that's not his bag. He is usually someone that is either struggling to fight for a playoff spot or you're looking at the bottom half of the draft. I mean, 
he's someone kind of like me. I know we, uh, j- we had some league member, excuse me, you'll hear my mouse clicking around as I'm trying to bounce around the pages here, but you've got these, this tier system that was introduced in the preseason that everybody had some time with, and Ace found himself on the tier good sometimes. So basically, Blind Squirrel uh, finding a nut, that also happens to be the same tier that I am on. So, I mean, it, like I said, he's like me in that we're oftentimes going to be in the bottom half of the, <laughs> of the leaderboard or someone that you see at the top of the draft board. After that, though, you've got a lot of our, your usual suspects as undefeated teams, Otto and his Broncos. Uh, the 49ers being undefeated really is no surprise. Now, Hilu and the Seahawks being undefeated, that's a little surprising. But, I mean, the Seahawks do have a good roster, and and, let, and Hilu is one of those. He's a tier good sometimes kind of guy, so, you know, maybe he'll come back down to life at some point. But uh, Nelly, he is here at 3-0 and with the Steelers. I always kind of knew he had this in him. He's never really been able to show it since coming over to Awful because there was like a layoff from him uh, playing the last time when we were all in TMFL together. But, I mean, this this is really no shock to anyone who knows Nelly. I mean, he has already gotten an upset victory over NB and his Bengals. So that definitely comes at a little surprise. But when it comes to Nelly, if you really know him and his Madden skills, this is what is expected of him. Something to keep an eye on here in the Madden 22 cycle is after really seeing like a blitz of just horrible, horrible um, quarterback play in the league where guys are just chucking the ball up, interceptions left and right, we actually have something here. RFF, our commissioner, has put it out there that is really kind of cool. If you are a quarterback that throws 35 or more interceptions, or excuse me, the way it's written is just 35 plus. So let me get that out there now. Any QB who throws 35 plus interceptions in a single season and receives an end of season dev boost will have that canceled out, taking it away. Because really, I mean, does anybody take the leap, so to speak, quote unquote, take the leap after throwing 35 plus interceptions? Hell no. So then we go into the next tier. Any QB who throws 45-plus interceptions in a single season will have their development trait reduced at one level at the end of the year. And that's regardless of whether or not you got a dev boost. So if you're back there and chucking, 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 throwing interceptions left and right, 45-plus of them, just automatically regression. I love that. There are some folks, the reason why people you know, can always have a hard time quantifying what sim football is or what getting a video game to look like real life football is recklessness is 95% of that people just dropping back throwing the ball 80 times a game five interceptions a game that's not real football so I love this little uh twist you can say that we have on this season hoping it leads to more carefulness in the pocket I do want to go ahead and throw it out there that currently, just in a small handful of games, some interception leaders include Josh Allen with 12, Ryan Fitzpatrick with 10, and no surprise here, Jameis Winston with 8. So, the owners of those teams, I'm going to tell you now, dial it back a little bit because you are in the danger zone if that pace keeps up. But, let's jump off of that here and let's go to another aspect of the Afterwork Football League that... 
Of course, us league owners, or excuse me, league users know about it already, but an outsider maybe listening to this might not. We do not play every single season. We play just about usually every other season. Now, for the first time this year, we will have, we'll, we'll conclude the cycle with two played seasons. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Um, if you're wondering what on earth is the reason why we do this, one of the biggest parts of doing a franchise mode is building your team. And if you are struggling to get through a season of 32 users in less than, say, a couple months, you are going to struggle to play more than four seasons. If you're, play- if you're playing every single game, every single season, it's going to be tough to get seasons in. So what this does is it allows us to get in at the very least six seasons. I mean, and six or seven. So it's allowing us to see rookies that were drafted in the NFL in real life this past year play out their first rookie contract and sign a second contract. And depending on how that that rookie is playing, feeling, you know, what their contract demands play out, maybe even a third contract. So this whole team building thing really amplifies when you're simulating seasons and you're essentially fast-tracking careers. So obviously something that sim seasons also benefits is if you say aren't the greatest behind the controller but you have you know some savvy with your salaries or you know your drafting or whatever you can still be a competitive user in this league. For example like I was saying the tier sometimes good guys me, Hilu, Ace, you know, some just to throw these guys out there, just giving you examples. We have a chance to be competitive in those sim seasons because we know how to put together a good roster. Or at least be blessed with a good roster from the jump. It helps everyone stay engaged, even if you aren't the greatest Madden football player. It's it's easily my favorite thing about the league just because I know I'm not that good of a gamer but it still allows me to feel like I'm competitive at least two or a third to a half of the cycle so yeah that's that's after work football league in a nutshell there a little bit you know if you're interested in joining the wait list hop on over to operation sports look for the after work football league in the forums there It's going to be a good time, I promise you, even if you're just hanging out with us in the Discord, watching our content, contributing, you know, it's going to be a good time. Segwaying back over to the league and how things are currently going right now, one of the the other things that really stands out here, and this could be just something due to, like, tough scheduling or whatnot, but the fact that the Dolphins, Eagles, and Falcons are... All are struggling out the gate. Dolphins 0-2, Eagles 1-2, Falcons 0-3. I say these team names, and you're out, you outsiders out there are going to be like, well, I mean, I can kind of see that. Not totally the greatest of teams. These are some of our better users. Like, if I were to go in here, pulling up this tier list again here, just because I love going to it so much. If we go into the Eagles, and the, the which is run by BR, the Dolphins, which is run by Arlen, and the Falcons, eh, Falcons is tier good sometimes in greatness, but in tier, we have tier good level people in Arlen and BR. I'm expecting more out of you guys, so I hope you turn it around here shortly to live up to your tier labeling, because I think that's pretty dead on. You guys are really good players, so get your ish together. Anyway, 
If we hop on over to the league leaders, the thing that surprises me the most is Justin Fields being the leading passer thus far. Now, I know I'm capturing this kind of within half of the league playing their week three games, but still did not expect Justin Fields to be one of the leading passers in the league at any point of this season. Not that he doesn't have the, you know, God gift, God gifted ability, just the fact that it's the Bears. There's not much other than Justin Fields out on that field. Interesting wording there, but yeah, didn't think that that would happen. Now, what I did think would happen was the next, really, three names. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan. Those are guys with weapons everywhere or just weapons themselves. Um, So definitely expected to see all of those guys there. Now, the next name, this might be a victim of somebody who has played more games than anyone else, uh, three games, but it's Daniel Jones. Did not expect to see Danny Dimes on anywhere near that list. Going into the rushing leaders, Raheem Mostert is the number one rusher thus far. Gotta say it, no surprise there. Why? Speed kills in this video game. The fast running backs seem to always be up towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Derek Henry's next, but that may be more of a volume thing. Cheese is running the, uh, excuse me, running the Titans, and that is his game plan. He is going to pound the football. Derrick Henry has 68 carries right now, so that is no surprise to anyone. He is probably going to average, oh, I'd say anywhere from 28 to 32 carries per game this year. That's just the way he plays. One benefit to that, if you're someone that's a little low on time, you can guarantee a game with cheese is going to only clock in at an hour or less. I think the game him and I had uh, just the other day only clocked in at 61 minutes. From opening kick to final whistle, I think it was only about 61 minutes. So yeah, usually games in the Afterwork Football League run between anywhere from, anywhere really from 75 to 82 minutes, I want to say. So having a 60-minute game is definitely something for those that are low on time. Big, big time uh, plus there. After that, the top five in rushing uh, currently rounds out to Harris, Gibson, and Chubb. No real surprise there. Um, Harris actually is the leading touchdown getter right now in uh, the rushing department. He has six touchdowns. So, again, coming from the 3-0 Steelers, that is no surprise. I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, this was going to be a quick one. So I'm going to wrap this up right here with just a couple quick takes um, and, a, and a plug. I want to go ahead and make my prediction now. I am going to go ahead and say that the first after work football league Super Bowl is going to be the Broncos versus the 49ers with the 49ers taking it 35 to 28. That's going to be my hot take right there. Super Bowl prediction going to lay it out on the line right here in the debut episode. Second thing, I'm going to call at least two quarterbacks losing dev and i i'm going to phrase it just as that whether that be dev boost or native dev two quarterbacks are going to be losing it i have a bad feeling someone's going to be losing native dev and you know just totally be downgraded i hate to say it but i mean 45 plus interceptions is not unrealistic for some of the users in this league um and then last but not least i'm going to plug an awful night of football one more time Every single Tuesday, an awful night of football, it'll be myself on play-by-play. Charter will be my color guy. It's going to be awesome. The debut episode tonight will feature Saren's Jacksonville Jaguars against Z-Cars. 
uh, Arizona Cardinals. May not seem like a fun matchup on paper, but these two are very good users, and they will provide some high-quality entertainment. Kyler Murray, of course, is a human highlight reel. Get him on a video game and <laughs> to the moon like Dogecoin. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, you've got Trevor Lawrence here and um, James Robinson, two offensive playmakers that Saren will be dynamite with. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with those guys. I haven't actually seen him at all this year. I haven't watched any of his streams. This will be the first time I've watched him. So this is going to be fun for me, fun for Charter, fun for the league. An awful night of football. You can catch that. I haven't said it yet. So <laughs> here it is. Take note. Twitch.tv slash JFace907AK twitch.tv slash jface907ak. Hey, I said it once, I'll say it again. Join the After Work Football League waitlist. If you aren't a league member already, hop on over to Operation Sports. Look for the After Work Football League. Join the waitlist. Hop into the Discord. Chat around with us. Have a good time. For the debut episode of Pod Awful, this has been jface907. I can't wait to do more with y'all, and I can't wait for the awful night of football. <laughs>